0: If you're trying to build a new habit and get frustrated by failure, you might think you need more discipline, more willpower. In this episode, we discuss the real source of constancy in struggle and growth. I'm Sharif Yunus with Dr. Kevin Majors. This is The Golden Hour. Here we are with another episode of The Golden Hour. I'm Sharif Yunus here with Dr. Kevin Majors. to be here. Kevin, welcome. Thanks, Sharif. We're going to have a great conversation today. And the conversation that we want to cover is probably something that a lot of people uh, deal with as they're trying to build new habits or uh, change the way that they work, which is if you're starting to use Optimal Work or if you're using Optimal Work, this is something that's going to be constantly on your mind is improving your habits and growth and this sort of thing. So one of the limitations that we run into when we're trying to change is failure. And and sometimes we can attribute that to, Kevin, there's this kind of like mysterious concept that people often attribute a kind of failure to follow through on their goals. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we want to talk about today.
1: Yeah, exactly. People often, like when they run into obstacles in their growth and they end up getting, they get frustrated and then they think all I need then is like more willpower. I'm just going to power through this, you know, as if they're going to destroy the obstacle by somehow powering through, trying harder.
0: And it, also another word you might is, say is discipline. Yes. Is, yes. I'm just not, and, and sometimes I can kind of fit in with uh, the fixed mindset idea is that people have this idea, well, I'm just not a disciplined person. I think that's uh, exactly so-and-so right. so-and-so is very disciplined, so they can always develop new habits. But me, I'm, I'm not disciplined, so I can't do that. Uh, so all these kind of things. So willpower, discipline, these things yeah. all kind of fit
1: together, right? Exactly. And in, 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 my, in my experience dealing with people, uh, and maybe you've had the same in your mentoring experience, discipline is never a helpful construct. It just doesn't seem to be the kind of thing that, oh, now, like, now they're getting disciplined and focus, and now they're going to grow. I just never, I've never seen that really happen. So I don't think anyone becomes uh, more fitting of the label disciplined by aiming to be disciplined. It's a little bit paradoxical. But I don't think you just like set out to become disciplined. Like, yeah, I did it. Like two months ago, I set out to become disciplined and now I am. So it's just the wrong kind of lens to use, I think. Discipline and willpower, I just have never found helpful as goals to set or as like, concepts to use when you're trying to help people grow
0: right so what what do you have any sense of like why this came about why this kind of massive misconception i mean probably i mean almost everyone thinks in these terms is it also common in the field of psychiatry that this is a common concept and you think it's wrong or Are people generally starting to move away from it? Or what's what's this kind of, like, current status nowadays? Yeah,
1: I think that what you see here in terms of, like, you know, the idea of willpower, um, it's a response to frustration. I think good psychiatrists and therapists would be more curious about frustration and curious about what is the person ultimately seeking. And they would help people to be sincere about what they're ultimately seeking now, that's a super key concept. Sincerity, I think, we will come to that. But I think that where we face this issue of people just trying to try harder and power through is actually in a setting that that we call thwarted escape. So thwarted escape, the, the clearest example is if you're afraid of heights and you go to a balcony and you think, you know what, I'm going to go out on that balcony and just let myself get used to it you know, uh, and I'm going to welcome the anxiety and you go out there and the door closes behind you and you're like, ah, I'm not up for this. And you try to go in, but now the door's locked. Okay, this is where trying harder comes in. You pound harder and harder and harder. But trying harder, when you're in that state, pushing against the obstacle, you're just more stuck. So as long as a person is desperately trying to, you know, push against the frustration, trying to get out of the situation, they're not going to habituate to it. Okay, so that might sound like a strange corollary, but when you're just trying harder and pushing harder, things don't actually get easier for you. So it's not the right path in terms of how things actually get easier. And they're going to stay hard. And even if you were to get through this particular thing, it's going to be hard the next time. So the key issue, I think, is not willpower pushing through obstacles, but it's willingness. It's the willingness to make sacrifices for greater goods. And that's actually, I think, what sincerity is. So sincerity is simply your willingness to sacrifice some kind of satisfaction for the sake of something greater. So like you're thinking of, what's the bigger end here that I am gonna be pursuing? And you make the sacrifices necessary to obtain it. And so So, if... mm -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask, like, a common example of willpower, I think, is in sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially, like, I found, like, endurance sports is, like, when you're running and you start getting tired. Yeah. And then someone has, like, the willpower to push through the tiredness and the pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how does that fit in with this idea of, of... willpower, discipline, not being real, and, and it's more about sincerity, is that, yeah, I'm just wondering to get your thoughts on on athletics.
1: Yeah, so when we're talking like that, if you want, if you can put in your mind, what is it you want to get easier over time? That's going to be a process of habituation, that gradually the difficulty will get less and less and less. So the question is, how do you best kind of hurry that process along. And willingness is the key to habituation. Patience really. The willingness to suffer something. You know, and then sincerity is how you keep your ultimate goal in mind. And so you're willing to sacrifice some kind and accept some kind of pain right now for the sake of a greater good. So maybe the greater good is health, and that's why you're picking up exercise. And you know that you need to do this for your health. Okay, so one thing is you're going to be flexible then about how you go about doing it, but you're going to be kind of inflexible about pursuing the end. You're going to pursue health, right? And so you're going to be making, okay, I really do want to get more fit. How exactly I do that? I'll be creative and flexible, but I want to get there. What is it then that you habituate? Well, it's the thoughts and feelings that come as you're exercising that, oh, this is too much. It's too hard. I need to stop. I need to stop now. OK, so the best way then of habituating them is now if you maintain your exercise, even with them present and just push through that, if, if they're not too bad, that actually could work because ultimately it's the external behavior that determines things. But the risk is you will, in fact, give up. And if people have trying harder as a normal approach to obstacles, they do end up giving up an awful lot. So the key to not giving up in the face of the difficulty is the willingness to welcome those obstacles when they come. So reframing them. So what that would look like with exercise is when you experience the thought, oh, it shouldn't be this hard or it's too much, I have to stop. You should not like just give in to them, right? Instead, you should welcome them as a signpost. They only occur when you're exercising really well. It means that this is actually a good workout and it's going to get you to your end, which is health, even faster. So, and then you can say, okay, I'm going to go, when you start exercising, just try to resolve, you pre-frame them as, I'm going to get those tired thoughts and it's just a good sign. And the more willing you are to feel them and welcome them as just a signpost at the maybe 80% mark, then it's easier. And, And it doesn't feel bad when they occur. It feels like a good thing. And so it doesn't create any internal turmoil or struggle that would actually threaten you finishing the run. I think that's like that in all things where people normally are pushing with discipline. What they really need to do is keep the end in mind and then welcome the things that are the obstacles. Be totally willing to make that sacrifice of momentary comfort for the greater good of the end.
0: Okay. That that makes sense. So I mean, are, so are you saying? So yeah, I'm a little confused now. So, are you saying that discipline does, is not a real concept? That yeah, actually I think what it boils down to is, or that it's just not helpful to rely on discipline.
1: Yeah. So I think that what discipline is not a reliable uh, means of growing. Obviously, it sometimes works, but only if you are like. As long as you don't give in to the obstacles and give up along the way. But it doesn't really, discipline doesn't really feel the same like perseverance does. Because persevering on a trajectory of growth means you've gotten totally willing to feel the discomfort and to see it as a good thing. And so you have to like have that and discipline doesn't, discipline doesn't reframe and it doesn't help you to be mindful. It's just like the will. It's like a hypertrophied will, you know, and that's what willpower is all about. You know, like the, this kind of will, all all conquering will. I'm just going to, but even if that were true and it, it were actually possible, I don't think it'd be that admirable a quality because it wouldn't have intelligence in it. And so you need intelligence to help you to reframe it. Put this, put this in the bigger picture. What are you really pursuing here? So if someone says they have a lack of discipline I think it's more that they have a lack of sincerity. That sincerity is your willingness to suffer for the sake of that greater good. And there are times then when you're not willing to suffer. So being sincere, I don't think, has, um, is completely captured by the idea of saying embarrassing things about yourself and being OK with that. You know, I think that that can be for kids, like a beginning, for them learning how to be sincere. You know, it's like, well, yeah, don't lie. And, you know, and kind of say what needs to be said. But real sincerity is about your desires and how, really, how faithful are you being to the greater end you have in mind. So, and then being willing to sacrifice things to attain it. And so really sincerity is like the willingness to sacrifice any kind of satisfaction or experience any kind of frustration for the sake of this greater good. So,
0: okay, then can we, uh, can we then go through an example uh, where this is something, so jumping out of bed, say, getting out of bed in the morning. Uh, this would be something where if you're trying to pick up this new habit and you can't do it, you might be, the first thought might occur to you, okay, I'm just, well, I'm not disciplined enough. Or each time you fail, I just wasn't disciplined enough. So that kind of leads to this kind of frustration, trying harder. But you're saying, what's what's really happening, let me, let me try and put it in my own words just to see if I'm getting it, is that, What's actually happening is that the person actually does not want to get out of bed. That there's something that basically they want to sleep more than they want to get out of bed. So there there's just a kind of lack of sincerity there. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Maybe they, they're just not seeing the whole context and the importance of it. Cause some habits like that. It's hard to in the very moment, like keep seeing the big context of growth here. So one does need, I think, to, to see something as like a good worth obtaining. But say someone had, um, you know, like been totally convinced by our previous podcast on the 11 reasons to jump into bed. And they're like, okay, I know I should do it. And I just don't have the willpower to do it. Well, then it's like, well, no. What is the person attached to? There is an attachment there to some satisfaction and attaining this new level of habit formation, it, you know, like growing in this way. If If they agree that this is the way that they want to grow, well, then the only thing would, that would hold them back is the kind of attachment to a certain satisfaction, the feeling of waking up and being able to stay in bed, um, you know, the staying in the warmth. I think this happens a lot when it gets cold, you know, here in Cambridge, you know, it gets cold in the winter. And then so sometimes it's harder for people to jump out of bed when it's, when it's you know, the bed's warm and the outside is cold. But whatever it is, it's the willingness to make that sacrifice of comfort for the sake of growing in this way. But always here, it's like, okay, you have to have the clear end in mind and see this is the means right now for best achieving it. And so if the end they have in mind is, you know, I know that if I stay in bed, I just get started ruminating and worrying and my day goes in a spiral from the get-go. Okay, then the end I want here is to have a better approach to embracing challenges along the way. And I just want to get started with the first challenge, which is jumping out of bed. Okay, then they have the right end and they have the right means. So I think it's like one thing is is simply order. In fact, all these things like um, of any detail of living order, like keeping a schedule, it's like the kind of thing people want to do. Oh, it'd be great if I could keep a schedule, but I just don't have the discipline to do it. Well, no, it's that they haven't actually committed to be willing to sacrifice what's needed to actually live the schedule well. And what that means in particular is there's going to be a certain time when you know it's time to finish something and go to something else, and it's going to be frustrating, it's going to be a little bit, you're going to get restless, you have to be prepared to welcome that. And so gradually people learn to be prepared to welcome that sense of I don't know unease and frustration as they let go of whatever they were working on and then commit to the next thing. And in each case, like a diet, you know, people like may not, you know, like be keeping up with their diet. They're like, oh, if I would have never had more discipline. Well, no, it's that in those moments where you're tempted to break it, you have to like really ask yourself, you know, am I willing to make the sacrifice of this satisfaction for the greater good of my health or whatever it is they're doing?
0: Yeah, I, I have another another example just occurred to me as we were talking about this. But I think one common thing is kind of wanting to read or be more informed about something or like I would really love to like know a lot about U.S. history or whatever it is, or the fa- but when it comes down to it, I actually don't do it. <laughs> so yeah. so it's, it's kind of like I want to want to, but I don't yep. really want to. Exactly. So how does that kind of fit in?
1: So then the question would be, what exactly is the sacrifice that you have to be willing to make uh-huh. in order to make that happen?
0: Some and with other that, activity that I'm yeah. d- doing right now.
1: Yeah. And I think that in particular, it can happen like at the, if you've been working super intensely in the daytime and now you have like 45 minutes at night and this would be your window to do that. And then you're going to have the thought, I'm just too tired. But if you get in the habit of sacrificing that, like, I'm just going to veg out in some way, there's going to be a certain kind of pain that will happen as you pick up the history book. In advance, you have to be willing to welcome that pain because that is the whole new habit forming. And that pain is what habituates. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then after just like a week or two, you actually can develop a habit of when you have those free moments, now you use them in this particular way. But you had to be prepared to welcome the pain for the sake of the gain. And that's what sincerity does. It like is the willingness to make that sacrifice, to pay that price for the sake of that greater good.
0: Kevin, we've been talking a lot about this kind of need to be willing to sacrifice Mm -hmm. when we're working on a new habit. And another thing that we talk about a lot is in terms of the kind of left brain, right brain distinction is the need to be willing to sacrifice outcomes for the sake of ideals uh, that oftentimes people, it's possible to get into vicious cycles by getting too attached to particular outcomes and not really staying true to the ideals that you want to live. So how does that fit into what we've been talking about in terms of being willing to make sacrifices? In other words, how, how much do, do this, does this ideals versus outcomes dichotomy come into play um, in, the, in this realm of building new habits? And then how does that extend out to the rest of life?
1: Yeah, I think it's perfect because the ideals and bonds are bonds with other people. Uh, they are what make up meaningful intentions. So the best reason why to do things are to grow and to love, and grow. You know, having intention of growth is like the right kind of love of self, and then building bonds with others is the right way of even thinking about serving them. That when you're serving people, you're really building a bond with that person, a bond of trust. So I think that ideally, the, the reason why you do things comes from, it's like a right brain thing of people and purpose, these higher things. But then all the outcomes you are aiming for are just means to serve that end. And so outcomes are means so like the it might be that a person you know really wants um to get into you know to get this particular job now if that becomes an end in itself you know then he like his whole vision gets constricted by it and it becomes a kind of tunnel vision and then he's destroyed if he doesn't get it you know but he had if he was keeping in mind the means which is you know that he you know, wants to be able to support his family, and that's the actual end. Well, then he can be flexible with the means. And if th- that job doesn't work out, he's going to try something else. And he's going to try something else. Uh, one, the key thing here is that ends are made up of p- other people and you know ideals and these higher things. Means are just the things you use to get there. With regard to our ends, the ultimate purpose and meaning in our life. We should actually be inflexible. Because what that calls for is a kind of fidelity. So you think of like a, a married couple, you know, like their bond, well, that's an end really in itself. That bond is the end. Sh- they should be inflexible, I would say, with regard to that bond if they're prioritizing their married life together. So that means everything else is just a means. Whatever they do, however they arrange to live together and work together, those are just different means. And so success in um, a job or how much money they make or what house they live in. All of those things are just like means, right? And so they need to be super flexible with regard to them and always prioritize the bond. And that's what sincerity means in the relationship, that you're prioritizing the bond. And so that means you're willing to let other things go. Sincerity makes us inflexible with the bond and totally flexible with everything else. So you're willing to sacrifice other things for the sake of the greater thing, which is the bond you have with this person. And that should be true in any friendship or good, like, solid relationship of trust.
0: Right. And so that's what real, I don't know, maybe this isn't an appropriate way to summarize, but that's what, like, real discipline would be. I mean, because you could think of someone who's disciplined, who's actually uh, kind of... F- f- zeroing in on a particular outcome and they're so disciplined, yeah, so to speak, exactly. in the pursuit of that. But they're yes. really kind of missing the big picture, so they're lacking this kind uh, yeah. of Yeah.
1: Exactly. A lot of discipline uh it's like discipline is almost like order without an end in mind. It's a capacity to be ordered but without an end. But that's inherently a contradictory thing. Because order is precisely about the right end with the right means. But discipline doesn't contain the idea of the right end. Sincerity is how you clarify the end. What am I really seeking here? What would be the best thing for me to seek? I think it's important that sincerity is part of the greater virtue or ideal of magnanimity because magnanimity is our disposition for greater things. To work better, to live better, to love better, all those things, that's magnanimity. It disposes us to exceeding ourselves and sincerity is part of it. So it's, it's how you actually get in view, what's the right way for me to be exceeding myself here in this task, in this relationship, or some aspect of life? And it stretches you. Now with the end inflexibly, intransigently set, now you're going to be creative and flexible in using the means. And being creative and flexible with other people in a relationship is actually the expression of sincerity. It means you have the end in mind, and you're holding to it, but then you're, you're using whatever means are the best to get there. And inflexibility in tasks, in relationship, means we somehow turned some means into an end in itself. We've absolutized a means, and that's a disorder. Mm-hmm. And that's what insincerity looks like.
0: Wow, Kevin, I love this stuff. This, this is, is great. great. Um, but unfortunately, that's, that's all we have for today. Um, we're out of time. So we will be back next week. Kevin, how's that sound?
1: That sounds great. And if people okay. have any questions about these things or comments, we'd love to hear them. You can Absolutely. email us at admin at com, uh, or leave comments.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. We'll, thanks we'll for you. next
1: week. Yes. Take care.
0: Well, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check out optimwork.com for a set of online tools to help you engage challenge in your life. See you next week.